Hot Call for Buckets is brought to you by Casa Law. Whether your family is navigating a moment of crisis or you're facing criminal charges, they know what you're going through and they're ready to help. They know your love for gopher, for your gopher basketball team. So if you're looking for an attorney that will fight for you for parenting time on a game day, look no further. If you've gone so hard at a tailgate that you start speaking Spanish, this bilingual team is ready to answer your call. Casa Law is proudly women-owned. To set up a free consultation, go to casolaw.com slash contact. That is C-A-S-O-Law.com. Get in touch today. Welcome to another episode of Talk Gopher Buckets. I'm Luke Buer. And this is Ryan James, Gopher Illustrated, Prep Hoops, Breakdown, Luke's Educational Coach, and everything <laughs> else you need to know. All right, man. Contributor to the Ryan Burns uh, Wedding Fund. What else have I done? Oh, I gave him a rum runner. Everything you can think of. That's me. That's you? Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right, let's... Let's get into some gopher basketball here, um, Ryan. So first and foremost, um, I think I think for most people, this is maybe a little bit of shock that the gophers have had a, a little rough go of it um, coming into the, uh, now the Big Ten slate um, that's going to start here on Tuesday. Um, the gophers, as they sit right now, are let's see five and five or six and six. I'm sorry, um, they've had some really big blowout losses, uh, I, I, and I think the goal of this episode today is just try and make sense of some of this, right, Ryan? Um, you know, what are some observations we've had today and maybe what are ex- some expectations? So maybe to start, um, I think, you know, the Gophers got two victories early against Western Michigan against, um, St. Francis of Brooklyn. They beat Western Michigan by one, you know, they had a more, uh, a, a kind of more an expected win by 18 against St. Francis of Brooklyn. But then DePaul came and, basically they got they got drilled right um and frankly as you watch that game and as i watch that game it was becoming apparent to me that you know quick guards were going to kill this team yeah i mean that's if if there was three things i would say about this season that have led to this struggle with high major teams and at times the struggle to put away teams they should beat I would say one, you got to start with the injuries. Uh, obviously, you have Fox and Enan, but Jamison Battle getting the late start with the foot in, foot injury really did not help anyway. And Dawson Garcia with his muscle strain early did not help. Um, so you start with injury. The second thing, the the guard play, like I don't want to take away from the good things Talon Cooper does because he's he's the best shooter on the team right now when it comes to three point shooting, and he does he is a really good passer. Those things are needed, but unfortunately, on the flip side, they don't have guards that can stay keep outside of Braden Carrington. There's not a guard 
that can stay in front of a high major guard well, or some good made mid major guards. Well, and you have to, you court. have to add Braden Carrington to the to the injury list too. Like he came in yes. to play like and and he took a little while to get going as well. Like that that was definitely something that has been a challenge for them. Now I I recognize these are kind of all excuses that we're making for this program, but I think the other thing that we have to keep in mind is think of you know. There's been there's been some comparison made to you know this at least between you and I Ryan to to this season and I think it was I can't remember the 2017 season for Richard Patino where they only won like eight games as well they were much more competitive but the one thing the one major difference between those that doesn't make it really good to compare them is the fact that Richard Patino inherited a lot of talent where frankly Ben Johnson didn't he basically got a depleted almost nothing roster and had to start over twice right because he backfilled last year with a bunch of experienced guys you know from different uh, avenues of college basketball and now um and, and and now they've kind of started over yet again and maybe that's the future of college basketball when we get into that in a, a different time but at the end of the day like they th- those injuries especially with a whole new roster are much more difficult to to adjust no question in my opinion well i mean the future of college basketball is new quick rosters but the goal of college basketball coaches is to avoid that as much as possible they don't want to be you know changing everything over i mean i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned the the thing about braden cuz I, I yeah i forgot about that and you know what to some people like this, this is offering excuses for others. This is offering a reason for why they're six and six. Um, like the, the people that get mad and throw a fit, like, yeah, this is offering excuses for them because they're mad. Uh, those who want to dig or dig deeper and understand this is offering your reasons. And like I said, injuries are a reason. I mean, unfortunately right now between battle Garcia and Carrington, those are three of the best four or five players on the team, and they started off with, with a problem. Um, the second part about, you know, the other thing we had mentioned was the guard play. They, unfortunately, are ha- having a lot of trouble getting their offense started in a timely manner so they can get, you know, rhythm shot attempts. Ben Johnson is doing his absolute damnedest to improve this, and I think in the last whatever games, three, four games, we've seen an improvement. We would have liked to have seen an improvement versus Alcorn State, but once again, they decided they didn't want to come. I don't think you should schedule Alcorn State anymore, University of Minnesota. They've proven untrustworthy. (laughs) Um, The other thing, the other thing about that, uh, then there was the third thing I wanted to bring up was uh, in addition to the struggles of guard play. And uh, when it comes to the guard play, the other part of it is defensively. Like, I don't know that Ben Johnson and his staff expected to have this big a trouble with quick guards. Just Talon Cooper and Torres Samuels just can't stay in front of them. They just can't. Uh, You can bring up for whatever reason that may be, but whatever whatever reason it is, those two greatly struggle defensively, especially after time goes on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people would ask, well, what about Samuels? did Did you watch the video before? I was like, yeah. Last year, he looked like a much quicker defender. He just did. Mm-hmm. Cooper, I told everybody and their mother that they were going to have problems. The Cooper was going to have problems defensively. Just plain and simple. That was unavoidable. He just doesn't not doesn't have doesn't quick enough. So those and and right now because of their offensive struggles, those two need to play. And that leads right into my third reason why we're having a struggle is because they are really trying to get their young players experience, but unfortunately, those young players make mistakes possession by possession that veterans mm-hmm. don't as commonly make and 
you know, like Jaden Henley was making a lot of mistakes and he had his minutes had to be cut down. Joshua Joseph was making, you know, he had Joshua Joseph got too many turnovers as many good things as Joshua Joseph has done. And he's been, and he's been better than expected turns the ball over too much. Mm-hmm. And for Payne, we all love for Payne. We all know he's going to be a hell of a gopher, but he's also turns the ball over too much. And there's been, and then also they're playing so many small teams that you can't play, you know, can't play Payne and Garcia together at the same time when you're with these small teams. So he's losing out minutes there. So to, to backtrack on all that, you one injuries two guard play, unfortunately has not got the offense going the way it needs and has struggled defensively three um, that the youth and they've had to play a lot of minutes and they've had to cut down a lot because of youth mistakes. Also, it took Dawson Garcia a bit to get going. Dawson's playing very good basketball right now. Yes. Jamison battle. I think we're starting to see Jamison get into his, into a comfortable shooting rhythm. It would have been nice to see if he could take another step against that against Alcorn state. Unfortunately, they didn't get that. So now he has to do it against Wisconsin, although they will be motivated against Wisconsin, which is the good part about it. Um, so those are the reasons that I would say it has started in the dumps, but good news inexperienced players will get experience. Dawson Garcia is playing really well. Battle's going to come and you know, he's going to come around and play better. And the Gophers are working on a good combination for what works offensively as they have Cooper playing off the ball, you know, I would say half the game now to take advantage of his shooting, to take advantage of his, pa- of his passing. Plus he was having pr- trouble getting the offense started in, a, in the right spot on the wing and doing it quick enough. Yeah. I think one thing that we, you know, we highlighted and I think we could spend an entire episode talking about the struggles that the Gophers have defensively, especially at guard, um, you know, Cooper and Samuel struggling. You mentioned that. Um, but I do think we have to highlight, I did not expect to see Dawson Garcia defensively as good as he's actually been. Yeah, um, He's been a lot better than I would have expected defensively. Um, and I still have really, really high hopes for him. And, and one thing that people have to keep in mind is he technically, I think, is a sophomore, correct? Um, in terms of his eligibility, he he's playing as a sophomore this year. I know this is his third year of college basketball, but he's technically a sophomore. He could be around for two more years even. Um, and not saying that he will, right? That's not, there's no guarantee in that. But I, I think, you know, how well-rounded he is as a basketball player really was not something I was expecting. I don't think people understand how good Dawson is defensively. Dawson has been wonderful defensively. Now people get mad on that because what they think of is him getting stuck behind a giant post and not be and, and, and get, you know, at times getting stuck behind Zach Eady and whoever else you want to throw in there. Yes. At times he got stuck behind those posts, but people that are complaining about that either are overlooking the fact that he is Dawson is fantastic on ball screens regularly, or they just have no clue what that means um, defensively. So they don't understand, but possession by possession, what Dawson has done defensively is excellent. And I'll tell you what else, not just him, but Dawson Farrell's pretty damn good as a freshman Trayton Thompson. Yes. Although obviously Trayton can be out physical at times. Mm -hmm. Thompson does a good job with that, with defensively that stuff. They have really good low post defenders that are doing their damnedest to help the guards, you know, with the defense of the ball screens. And a lot of times they've saved them unless, but at the, but it's 40 minute game and sometimes it gets hard. And I do want to point out one thing about Talon Cooper, um, Luke, the Gophers, 
Tom Cooper has been important to winning six games. Like I am not by in any way seeing he's a disappointment because without him, they'd be in big trouble because he creates a lot of good passes and he shot the ball. Well, on the other hand, he's a, interesting complex player is really good at some things but struggles with some other things yeah it's it's a good point like i mean he does pass the ball well um he leads them in assists at uh, 6.9 assists per game he also leads them in steals at 1.2 but yeah he, and he, he he has been shooting the ball well um i didn't expect him to shoot the ball this well he's currently shooting 52 three-ish percent um for, you know from three but he is horrendous ryan from from the line he's only 51 percent thus far in the season and he's 43 percent from the field overall you know and he, he does average nine almost 10 points a game um but yeah the defense the the defense has been a struggle he really frustrates me uh, you know since they moved him off the ball i think he's been better he but he as a point guard he was really frustrating with how slow he got action to start and i don't know if yep. it's taught but like I could not for the life of me understand why he would so often uh, as soon as he crossed the timeline, you know, turn his back and play with his back to the basket. That was one thing that was really puzzling to me. And now getting him off the ball, he doesn't do that nearly as much, but that, that again is another thing that's really frustrated me. Well, that when you do that, it, it takes, it's harder to get the offense exactly. started. And unfortunately you have guys standing around and this team can't afford to have, you can't run an offense against good basketball teams and everything's standing around. This is why Samuels is doing it now. He's doing it more, which is why they're trying to push everything they can, no matter, sometimes no matter who gets it, if it's Carrington, if it's Garcia, if it's Cooper, if it's Samuels, they're just, they just push. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, guard point guard play is something that needs the need, ball handling needs. It needs to be once again, it needs to be, it needs to be fixed for the transfer in the spring. Um, next year, I think the hope is, to have Cooper play in both guard spots and to have a uh, and get bring in a transfer in here that can do what needs to be done at the point guard position and then bring a guy in for the future. You know, their hope is Isaac Azuma from Cherry High School is that guy, and then he can join when Cooper's done. He can take Azuma, you know, he, Azuma takes his scholarship, and then you have Azuma with whomever the veteran transfer is was before. So that's that's kind of the 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 view, the view into the hopeful future that they have, but right now. You go. We head into 2023, and you you have to live with what you got, and that's Torres Samuels playing and Talon Cooper both playing point guard. All right, so let's let's talk about. So one thing I wanted to hit on was the the struggles defensively at guard. Um, maybe one bright spot we should say is uh, Braden Carrington. You know, as as time has gone on, has gotten better and better defending at guard, and he's not perfect. No one is defensively, um, but I'd argue right now he's probably their best their, their best guard defender. Um, and with his length, that also helps. So I want to highlight that you know there there is some hope and some promise there. But he again is young, and he'll he'll learn. I I don't think he's nearly at the level of like a a, a comp defensively like a Gabe Kalsher when he came in, um, but he was better than I expected. And I think, I think as the season progresses, he may get better even yet. Yes. D- um, Braden does a lot of good things on the basketball court. And that's the biggest reason everybody compares him to Gabe because he does a lot of good things at Correct. a very young age, everywhere on the basketball court comes from a winning high school, um, he's, he's rebounding. My God, who expected Braden Carrington to be a rebounder like he is? Right. Defensively, he's been solid. He's an intelligent passer. Would like to sh- he would like to shoot the ball a little bit better than he is, but mm. that has improved. Um, Braden has he has been a steady basketball player, and I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. He's been 
he's been very important to this team gaining some more steadiness when it comes to team basketball on both ends. Um, but now we'll see if they can do it against Wisconsin. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk right now just observationally. A couple of things that stick out to me. Number number one, I want to talk about shooting. Um, so you know, when Ben Johnson was hired, you know, one of the one of the things that he said is they were going to target shooters, right? Um, and they were going to want to space the floor. Now, obviously Samuels or, or sorry, obviously Cooper has shot the three well at fifty two, almost fifty three percent. Dawson or sorry, Jameson Battle is at thirty four percent, and I think people actually probably think he should be shooting it better. And I, I do expect he will as the season goes on. You know, They've got some pieces, but they really haven't maybe been nearly as strong a shooting team as one would expect on the season. Their effective field goal percentage, where if you don't know what effective field goal percentage is, is where they weight three-point shots um, with a little bit... It, it has a higher weight, so you get... Because they score more points, so therefore you know you get more credit for making a three. Um, but they're 49%... They're 49% the national average is 50 on effective field goal percentage. They're, you know, they're shooting the ball well. I, th- I would argue, though, that I think we probably coming into the season would have expected they would have shot it better. And I think Ben Johnson's vision for this program is that they would have better shooters. 100%. And like when it comes to the shooting, Dawson's shooting the ball pretty well facing the basket. Cooper yes. has been a giant surprise in a positive way shooting the ball. But then... You know, got two of the guys you expected to be really good shooters, Carrington and Battle, got were hurt to start the year, and then they, as they come back in trying to find a rhythm, neither of them caught that rhythm right away, which has been a struggle. So you had Garcia and Cooper shooting it well. Then you had the next two guys, Carrington and Battle. You were hoping to shoot it well. They just haven't done that. Um, they're getting better. They're getting better, but it just hasn't been. They're starting first of all, not their per- period because injuries. Then just slowly getting back into it wasn't there. And then there's a couple other guys who they were hoping they would shoot the ball, just haven't. And that's Jaden Henley and Trayton Thompson, both of which are solid minutes, you know, getting lower since the season started. Neither have shot the ball from the, you know, percentage-wise from the arc well at all when they were getting good minutes or when they were not when their minutes went down. Um, and then uh, the rest of the crew that plays really, you know, between your Ramberg, your Payne, um, and, uh, and, uh, the Ola Joseph, you weren't really expecting them to be shooters. Right. Samuel, you know, Samuels, he shoots the ball. Okay. He just doesn't shoot it when he just doesn't shoot it much. He shoots like twice a game. Yeah. He shoots it. Okay. When he does get a chance though. So yeah, but they need Carrington and battle to get into that flow and become, you know, to be, be reliable shooting weapons in a higher percentage than they are battle is getting, you know, we are seeing that climb a little bit and then they need to join Cooper and Garcia to give them four. And it'd be nice if, you know, Thompson and or Henley when they are in the game, if you know, the, those percentages could go up when they get an opportunity. Yeah. Because both of them, ha- they do have, both of them appear to have good looking shots. Thompson works his tail off as a shooter and has shot the ball well in the past. He just has not shot it well when he's had a chance this year. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if some of this comes down to just shot, some of it being shot selection too. Um, I, I think that Henley occasionally tends to have a little bit too quick a trigger. The same with Thompson. I think one could argue that Braden Carrington hunts it a little bit too much too, instead of getting, you know, in within the flow of the offense. But I want to highlight both, 
both Henley and Thompson really have struggled thus far through the season. They're both, you know, sub 35% on field goal percentage and they're both sub 25% on three point percentage. I don't think anybody expected it to be nearly that bad. And to your point, I think that's, that's a huge problem. Now, conversely, they're two of the, they're two of the better free throw shooters on the team where this team has really struggled, Ryan. Um, Henley, I think actually, it, well, battles actually tops, but Henley's 70% from the line and then, and then Thompson's only 60%. So maybe he's not that great. Um, but yeah, this team as a whole is, you know, they're only shooting 58.7% from the line, which really struggles. Um, you know, and then their and then their free throw rate isn't particularly high as well. They're not getting in the line a lot, and maybe that's a good thing. But at, at, at the end of the day, the fact that they're not able to, um, uh, the the fact that they're not able to convert those opportunities has been one head scratching, but then two like really frustrating. I did, I you know, Cooper and Payne are guys I did expect to be in that sixty percent area or just below. I didn't expect it to be this bad. But then, you know, I didn't expect Ola Joseph and Carrington to struggle at the foul line like they have. And then and then it gets catchy, mm-hmm. you know, like guys who regularly make them start, start you know, overthinking it. Yeah. yeah, it's just it is a mental head game. But I mean, at least they're at 58 you know, plus percent as opposed to the 50 that they were before. So that's steadily climbing. But that was going to climb the more, you know, Jamison Battle played. But it's just it's just, the free throw shooting is just like this. This is like, it's like a bad. Okay, so for some reason, somebody bought us a vegan chocolate cake for Christmas, <laughs> and the thing is just disgusting. And it's like this. It's like throwing, you know, the free throw shooting is like, you know, throwing ugly brown sprinkles on top of a vegan cake. It's like another horrible issue just to throw on top of a horrible issue, the, the many issues that they already have between the injuries and the inexperience and struggles both ways of guard play. And now you got free throw shooting and the three point shooting's not there. It's just sometimes you were like, damn, you six. It's a good thing. They're six and six. Yeah, I know. But on the, <laughs> on the other hand, you're kind of like, well, shit, they got guys like Dawson Garcia and Jamison battle. It should be better and it can get better. Yeah. I, I yeah, and I want to correct something. I I said that they don't their free throw rate isn't very strong. It's it's pre, it's actually decent. They're ninetieth in the country, um, but one of the challenges is you know they're three hundred and fifty ninth in free throw percentage. Um, that's the thing that's that's obviously very much a struggle for them. Um, but in in the end, you know, I. You wonder how much of this comes down to confidence and if they'll figure it out as the season goes on. Maybe this break was really good for them. Who knows? I mean, the, there's going to be a step up in the competition. I, at the end, they're going to have to be able to figure out a way to guard because that's obviously their biggest challenge. And then and then additionally, the other thing we, we have to talk about is just offensive rebounding in general. They, they have struggled massively on the O-boards. Um, just it, it, it seems like a topic every game even if the team isn't particularly big, they struggle. They, they struggle giving up offensive rebounds. And, you know, in the end, that just that makes basketball really hard when you give up second chances that, you know, it's gotten better. And maybe part of the reason it's gotten better is because they've only played a couple games in the last two weeks <laughs> in the past three weeks, really. So it seems like it's got better. Yeah. The numbers have gotten better in that area. Um, but at the same time, it, it was such a struggle early in the year that, I mean, it was it was everything. It was everything going wrong. It'd be like they'd get two guys to the ball and then lose the ball out of bounds. They'd tip it, tip it, and then their teammate would tip it and go out of bounds, you know. And then you had guys 
that were struggling to make contact. Um, and they would they'd try, but they just weren't strong enough to make contact, you know, to, to hold them off. And then you'd have long rebounds that they couldn't get to out of complete dumb luck. It's just, but it has gotten better. And, and that's why I just feel like, like Ben Johnson says, after all these games, he says, he just needs to see the ball go in. You know, when he talks about different guys, he just needs to see the ball go in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, in my opinion, they just need to get a nice rhythm against a good basketball team and, and, and just and find some comfort in that area. I don't think right now, like we got Gopher fans that are flipping out already looking like, what's the worst Big Ten you know record ever in Gopher history? And what's the worst Big Ten? Well, never works out like that. Like, look at college basketball right now. How badly has Iowa playing right now? Yeah, exactly. How badly is Northwestern getting obliterated right now? After Michigan they destroyed got... DePaul, right? Like, they, they played really well, and then all of a sudden, they've just tanked. Yeah, and then who was it? Like, Michigan got beat by some small, you know, some no-name, and then all of a sudden, then they wallop somebody in the Big Ten. And then, you know, and then who? There's, there's another one. Like, Maryland just got crushed. You know, it's just every night in college basketball is a different, it's a, it's a different game. It's a different situation. Mm -hmm. There's going to be like the Gophers have enough talent that they're going to put games together and get some wins. Question is just how many with this guard play, you know, but but the next part about it is you got to ask yourself, is Braden Carrington going to be a better player a month from now or worse? Is mm-hmm. Pharrell Payne going to be a better player a month from now or worse? Is Josh Ola Joseph going to be a better player a month from now or worse? And you're probably going to say they're going to be better. Well, that's good because those when those as those guys get better and they start offering what they have to Garcia and Battle, who in my opinion are both have all Big Ten level talent in their body. Now you can debate on what level that is. Third team All Big Ten at some point sure. in their lives honorable mention, whatever, but both of them have more time to come in the future. So like they, they, the, this team has the talent to put some wins together. It's just how many can they put together and can we see some light at the end of the tunnel? And you brought up that 2016, 17 team, that whole season, we were all just excited to see what the young guys could do towards the end of the year. Yeah. That was Kevin Dorsey. That was Dupree McBrayer. Jordan Murphy. That was Jordan Murphy. Yes, Jordan Murphy. And there's one more. There was another guard who I'm forgetting um, who also had to well, sit Nate, out. Nate Mason. Nate Mason. Yeah. Yep. And it was Nate. Nate was a sophomore, I believe, that year. Yes. And we were all were just waiting for the end of the year because that team and they they had one game and they put it together. The next thing you know, they're suspended and all our all our wait and sees were over. Well, that's the same situation as this team. As the year goes on, like we got to, you want to hope and see that this, these young guys start to put things together and that's what you're watching for. The one difference here is that they have a battle in a Garcia who are both really good players. Dawson Garcia is playing really good basketball right now. It's overshadowed by the lack of mm-hmm. team success, but his last several games, both ways, he's been really good. Um, so, but, but then the next prop, but then you're going to counter that being like, well, well can this guard play hold up to win yeah. games? You know, and that's, that's, you know, that's the, the 2016, 17 year they had guard play, but it was super duper young. 
this year they have guard play that's super duper old, but they're not really high major level athletes. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, that's the challenging part because you know I think there are people that are very frustrated and right, rightfully so um, because they want to see the Gophers be successful and they aren't now. But I think I think we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't look at the Ben Johnson era and say, hey, this is going to take a couple of years, right? Like it, it's not going to be an overnight success, but. I, I recognize that this is a totally new era in college basketball with the transfer portal, with you know name, image, and likeness, um, you know compensation, etc. But you know he is recruiting pretty well. Um, you know he's been able to get uh, good high school athletes in. You obviously think of Carrington, Pharrell Payne, Joshua Joseph, you know Jaden Henley, etc. And then you have um, then you have Christie, and then you have um, Dennis Evans coming as well next year. But I think the the big the big thing that is missing there, Ryan, is just guard recruiting. And I know, um, I know they've kind of got all their all their uh, all their balls in the cherry basketball hoop at the moment, or basketball lottery at the moment. Um, that's what it feels like. But they really need to figure out this guard thing. And I think you know your explanation of trying to find a transfer is paramount for them to be able to capitalize because right now the the reality is that they have a, they have quite a bit of talent. They're just so deficient at guard that is hindering even, you know, the Dawson Garcias and the Jamison battles to be able to, you know, to, to be able to be efficient and effective. Yeah. I mean, they were always going to have to get a transfer guard this spring um, just because, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't land like Tayson Chapman, which that's a whole nother story in, in, in itself. I don't even know if that fit was great anyway. Um, but like they were always gonna have to get another transfer guard because Samuels is done. And right, if you're point. not bringing one in in 2023, you know, you would have had just Cooper. Well, they would have had to do this. They would have had to have found another Samuels type guy for next year. Well, now after seeing everything, Cooper has a lot of value, but you might want to play him off the ball to take most advantage of his value. Um, so then now you go out and I don't think it's going to be hard getting a transfer point guard. You can, you can offer a big 10 starting job to somebody that's a transfer. The question is how good is that guy going to be? You know I mean? You know, can you get another Talon Cooper area player? Like Murray state was a really, is a good mid-major team coming off a good season. That's a good level to grab a player from, but he just wasn't the, the, the needs aren't fitting right now. You know, and when you think back, you know, I'm, I'm going to struggle on some of these names, but the guy that was at Clemson, who I believe is at Missouri that they looked at, he would be very good for this team right now. Or if they would have gotten uh, that, whatever was Ziggler that went to Tennessee, right? They were, they were last. Yeah. He would have been phenomenal for this. Group. He would have if Ryan Larson didn't want to stay in the sure. local area where he would have been really good for this team. Yeah. Like, you know, but you know, he would have been shoot. He'd been a really nice starting point guard for the Gophers right now. Um, so, but like, that's the type of thing. Those, those names, those are the type of guys, you know, like a, like the guy from Penn state or Clemson that left or like these mid-major guys really, that's what they're going to be looking for next year in, you know, to bridge the gap. And then they want to bring in Azuma, Azuma. Um, yes. Yeah. So, Hey Luke, I want to talk about this Wisconsin game a little bit Yeah. because it's super, super individually interesting to me. All right. And I'm going to tell you why. Who's the Wisconsin starting center? Uh, it's the kid from Eastview. I cannot remember his name. Stephen Kroll. Stephen Kroll. And yes. who did he play AAU basketball right next to from Prior Lake? Uh, 
Dawson, Dawson Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. Do you think Dawson Garcia is going to be afraid of playing a Stephen Cole in any way? No. Jameson battled Tyler Wall. Yeah, they played together for D1 Minnesota. Great friends. Yeah. Extremely close friends going head to head. I don't, there's no fear in either, either spot there. Braden Carrington has something to prove. Wisconsin's got a freshman, Connor Estian, who has been very good for them. Very good for them. Is Braden, like, but Braden's been pretty good for Minnesota. It, you know, it, he's got a point to prove. Mm-hmm. When they play, when Wisconsin and Minnesota play, play each other, I just don't see Minnesota players well, fearing them in any way. I see them being very motivated to play them. The problem is Chucky Hepburn. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like who who covers him, and yeah, that's he's the guy that is the kind of the X factor. The other thing to keep in mind too is like I saw a tweet that was really clever by it wasn't I don't think it was a uh, like one of the big name basketball accounts, but it, basically it, the the summary of the tweet I I, won't, I don't have it word for word was like I can be really confident that Wisconsin could play the top three teams close but i also could be confident they could play the bottom 300 teams close um in and like it for real like i i kind of resonated with that because wisconsin has a tendency to you know struggle again not struggle but their their style can sometimes keep games closer than they need and then if somebody gets momentum or they get hot you know you can end up in in a tough situation now i'm not trying to say they're not a good team they're the 14th ranked team in the country you know they have some really good wins uh no question right um but the the point is true is like they've had some head scratchers of games you're like why is that game so close well and when you look at the matchups think of the things that have hurt minnesota like what type of guard hurts minnesota quick quick is chucky hepburn a super quick point guard no okay offensive like huge bigs have huge bigs like that's hurt minnesota wisconsin doesn't have that Mm -hmm. teams that just crash the offensive boards with with athletes strong athletes does wisconsin have that Mm. no 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 like this matchup and the other part about it is like they okay so but then they people wall and crawl are really good players but again the Battle and Garcia are not going to be intimidated by those two guys. They're just not. Mm-hmm. So like, so you look at it and you're like, okay, I could see where there's a little bit of a chance, but then where I'm going to be the Debbie Downer, like it's in Madison. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a problem. It's what Minnesota has in reserve versus what Wisconsin has in reserve is two different stories. Wisconsin's a deeper team and the depth that they have is far more experienced than what Minnesota's bringing for depth. And yeah. then we are got to come back to Chucky Hepburn. Chucky Hepburn is playing very good basketball, mm-hmm. whereas Minnesota has a point guard, just is really not playing to the level they need to do to win. Yeah, that, fresh, and, that freshman guard has been really good for them, too, that I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But so Yeah, so it's an interesting matchup because cause I don't feel – that Dawson Garcia is going to fear Stephen Crow. I don't feel feel that there's any fear from battle towards wall. I don't feel that Chucky Hepburn's the burner type of player that's been crushing this gopher basketball team. I don't see Wisconsin with the physical bigs that have been crushing this gopher team around the basket. On the flip side, they play outstanding disciplined team basketball. Yes. And 
what Minnesota has not done is played outstanding disciplined team basketball, which is why they had the lineup changes they've gone through. Mm -hmm. And that outstanding team basketball mixed with it being Wisconsin is why I think they're still going to beat the Gophers by double figures. But I don't, if Minnesota stayed with them for a while, I wouldn't be surprised just because of the matchups and Wisconsin's best players, Minnesota's guys are have known them for years and i don't think they're intimidated by them yeah all right so let's let's talk a little bit about the big 10 just in general right the gophers have started zero and two thus far they've gotten blown out in both games um purdue who is our no question is the number one team in the country right now um i mean you know they've got arguably the well, they've got arguably both the tallest and maybe the most effective player in the country right now. You know, they they lost that game 89 to 70. They they basically lost that game in just a couple of spurts where Purdue just went crazy and, you know, those runs just killed them. Um and then and then have, I'll, go ahead. Have you ever seen a game where you got beat 89 to 70 and you still left it thinking there's a lot of positives. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly there what it was. Thought. There was. Isn't that weird? And then the other crazy thing is then you, you you have Michigan come in right after that game, and Michigan's actually down a player, maybe two. I can't remember exactly. But then they shot the absolute snot out of the ball. Like, in from guys that didn't shoot it well at all coming in. Like, and that was so, the thing that was so puzzling. That has been the theme all year. It's the part of this puzzle, the if there, you know, it's a part of this gopher struggle puzzle piece that is the most frustrating. Michigan had guys shooting the lights out that were terrible shooters, and it's not that's not the only situation. Same with DePaul. Same with some of these teams who I don't even remember who the kids on the team are. I remember t- I, I I can't tell you how many times in the preview I wrote, oh, this is a struggling three point team. The Gophers should beat them like this because this team can't make a three. Next thing you know, they're shooting the snot out of the ball. Like Michigan's the greatest example, but they're like the fourth or fifth example. It's nuts. And some of these teams, like who was the last team that was here? Chicago State. Uh, yeah, they. Chicago State had yeah. dudes making NBA threes. Yes, it was ridiculous. It was absurd. Guys that can't make a shot are making NBA threes with contested guys in their face. Yeah, it's just like Minnesota. It's like Minnesota just invites teams somehow to like make buckets on them. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, but that Michigan one was the absolute craziest. You had a guard who's been bug McDaniels been yes. brutal all year comes in and has his best game of his life. Yeah. All right. So the Gophers are on two. I think my question here, Ryan is like, let's try and set an over under for wins in terms of what we would deem successful. Right. In this season, I, I think at this point, the the reality is, is you have to look at this and you have to see that the Gophers get better. Um, and that doesn't always translate into victories, but in some way that we can quantify this is, is going to be in Big Ten victories. Um, the, I think without question, if they find a way to win five, that is very successful. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if they can, though. At this point, I would agree with you. I would have said at the start of this season, I would have been like, that's not successful. But at this point, I would say it would, it would be successful. Um, it, it just, they just don't have the guard play. Like as things have manifested over the last two months, we've realized Minnesota Gophers basketball just does not have the guard play to be what we had hoped for them to be this year. It doesn't mean they can't compete. It doesn't mean they can't pull some wins, but I think six, seven would be a dream come true. Five would be nice. Four or five is probably the reality 
they need to at least win four or five. You you can't come out of this season with another dreadful, you know, four and sixteen, five and fifteen, whatever else we've seen in recent years record. You just there's it's yeah, and there's really no there's almost no game on on this schedule though that looks like yeah this looks like a good one that they can win. And, you know, Illinois has been really good at times. They've struggled now a little bit. Um, Nebraska. Hold on, hold on. Illinois is a disaster right now. And I don't know how many people know this. Their locker room is an absolute cluster hmm. right now. It's a horrible mix between veterans who wanted this and freshmen who are, are new and want their spot. I I didn't think Illinois would be good coming into the year. For about three weeks, I had to eat my words. Now I'm dancing around saying, told you so. Yeah. Illinois is a mess right now. And it if unless something fixes, it's going to get messier. Luke, also, Minnesota was hit by the injury bug early. Yeah, Teams are going to get hit by That's the injury, injury bug later. Like, Iowa's struggling massively right now with Murray out. Not sure if he's back or not, but they're still struggling. McCaffrey's been out. No matter if he doesn't take a shot. I'm talking about Connor. Yeah, Even if he doesn't take a shot, he's the glue to that basketball team. Yeah, he's really a good. A lot of times. Yep. Um, the Northwestern is one injury away from a disaster. Nebraska, one injury away from a disaster. Like Maryland is not that deep. They're one injury away from, and then they got their butt kicked the other night and strolling their lack of depth. There are wins to be had on the schedule, not just because of child college basketball, but because things happen throughout the year. Yeah. Now, you know, Minnesota's luck, they, sh- they deserve to have some of the things land their way. They, but then again, they had one of those things land their way against Michigan and it didn't work out. Now, that said, I Jalen Llewellyn, I'll, I said it from day one. He peaked uh, day one, the first day that the, he trans, he was a name on the transfer portal. That guy peaked a year and a half ago. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm not. I don't watch Princeton basketball a ton, but all everybody told me about was that guy peaked a year and a half ago, and then he wasn't playing well, and now he's out for the season. Unfortunately, bad luck. Mm-hmm. So. Michigan had their bad luck and it didn't work out for the Gophers. So, but I mean, at some point I think it will, because I think battle's going to come around. I think they are going to continue to find ways to improve team basketball. The, the freshmen are going to get better. There just has to be some positives. And they, by the way, Luke, not having that Alcorn state game, so freaking unlucky. This team needed another win. Yeah, I agree. It, it really sucks. And like, I look at this, you know, I look at this, you're like, you know, you could look and you say, well, they don't have that many ranked teams. You know, they've got Wisconsin, they've got Ohio state, they've got Indiana and Purdue. And I guess that's a number of them. But the reality is like Rutgers is really good. I don't love the Rutgers matchup for Minnesota. Um, I think Michigan state, I think Penn state's a lot better this year. Like they're just some, there's some good teams. I, you know, they, they might find a way here and there. Um, but I think that hitting that five number is going to be pretty tough. Um, if you can find some way to make tough shots against Rutgers, you can beat them. Which Anybody. they did, which they did at home last year when they had that COVID yes. game, right? Against, uh, with when Peyton Willis went crazy, they hit tough shots and you're right. That's a really good point. Ryan Rutgers is not, they play, they defend like machines, but like they can't score. Not consistently. And it's worse this year. So you can beat Rutgers if you can find a way to make tough shots, but that's that's not an easy thing to do. All right. So I mean, this is this has been a, a tough season thus far to watch. Um 
I I still am massively interested in Gopher basketball because you know it's it's one of my passions. But I, I do think that we've seen improvements on the recruiting trail, Ryan. Um, you know, just just in the guys that they've gotten in. Um, Christie's having what's seemingly a really good high school season. I know that Evans has been hurt, um, but he's come back and he seems to be improving more and more. Uh, and obviously, everybody needs to follow your work on Gopher Illustrated because you know recruiting is what's going to really turn this thing around for them as well as development they have to do both of those things well the excitement is in my opinion this way in the future you have a couple of post players in Pharrell Payne and Dennis Evans who are really good at the forward spots Dawson Garcia I'm guessing will have at least one more year here and Caden Betts I'm telling you that kid is so dang good and has so much promise People are, should be excited for what he's going to do. You move to the next over the, the next spots. You have Joshua Joseph has pl- proven to play pretty dang well. Um, you have Jamison Battle for how I, I would assume Jamison has one more year college basketball in him. I'd be surprised if he didn't. He you got him in the future. Cam, Cam Christie is Cam Christie's a top 100 level player playing really good. He had a great holiday tournament. Yeah, he's coming in. Braden Carrington looks solid. Jaden Henley, I think, as long as he starts to get more experience, he's got to turn a corner somehow. But yeah, he yes. you, you you can see like the 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 look of the shot is good. He's got to kind of learn how to play defense, but he's also got to learn how to play within a system. I think too. So you, we just went through all those names. That is four positions with a lot of talent and depth for the you know for you know we're going to watch some of it develop this year. You're going to see a lot of that talent next year. You're going to see a lot of that, most of that talent the following year. Although, you know, I battle obviously only has next year. And then Dawson would have to play two more full years. But I'm just saying this year, next year, and into the future, you'll see a lot of that talent. You just got to get that ball handler. Yeah. Just got to get that ball handler. Yeah. And we can't understate how not only just having the ball handler, but also having someone, you know, just guard defense in general is going to be uh, really big. Here, here's my w- final question for you, Ryan. Um, you know, obviously, Ben Johnson, much like Richard, Richard Patino, has been hit by the injury bug, but that's basketball, that's sports in general, right? Um, how much of a difference do you think Parker Fox and Isaiah Enan make if they were able if they if they didn't have back to back injuries these last two years? And let's let's focus mainly on this year. Like how important would they be? I I wonder. I think that I'm gonna kind of bias maybe the answer a bit, but I don't think that they'd make a huge difference just because the the deficiency at guard is so drastic. They would not make a difference. When it comes to the deficiencies of point guard play, they would not make a difference in the deficiencies when it comes to shooting. They would have helped a tremendous amount when they were struggling with rebounds. Yes. They would, when these teams, when the Gophers are playing smaller teams and they've had to go small and they've struggled, instead of having a rookie out there, they would have had a Parker Fox or an Isaiah Enan playing next to a battle and a Dawson Garcia and their team defense would have been better and you'd see less mistakes. So like we talked about the problems that these guys would not have fixed the shooting problems. They would not have fixed the point guard problems. They would have fixed the rebounding problems. They would have cut into the problems of youth, youth playing so much and causing inexperienced mistakes. Those are in the, in the team defense would have been better in all ways. So no shooting and ball handling or point guard play 
would not have helped. Here, Rebounding team B defense and experience problems, these guys would have helped a ton. Here, here's my other maybe kind of a tangential question, and then I'll, uh, we can we can wrap this up, but. I wonder if they were healthy because I agree that I think they would have helped rebounding wise. And these are all what ifs, right? But I wonder if they would have been able to play more zone because one of the reasons they can't play zone is because they can't rebound, right? They they just struggle massively. I wonder if they would have been able to play more zone and be able to hide a, a Samuels or a Cooper defensively in there a little bit. I think they would have. And I think we're going to keep seeing that a little bit. If you mix and match the zone in the right spots, yeah. I I think that it can help. I think the Gophers have found a bit of an ace in the hole when it comes to zone because they can throw battle Garcia and Trayton Thompson on that back line and they can still actively defend and intelligently defend. With Trayton in there when battle and Garcia on the back line of that zone defense, they've been pretty good. They've been really good, I would say. And I think you're going to see if we if you okay, for example, if you see Wisconsin play and they are struggling from the arc tomorrow night. Don't be surprised if Ben goes to three minutes in the middle of the second half or a little later in the second half to that zone because it was active. It has been solid um, for this team. And if someone's struggling from the arc, you can go to it as long as you can rebound. Well, And again, like I said, I don't think anybody's going to fear the Badgers when it comes to offense rebound. And then you can start thinking about some teams. You're not going to fear Northwestern in that situation. You're not going to fear um, Maryland. How yeah, you would fear Maryland yeah, um, in that situation, but yeah, you would. And you would fear like a Nebraska, but either in Iowa, you wouldn't, you know, like it, there's teams that you're, as long as they're not shooting well, you can go to that zone and I think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like an ace in the hole. It can't be a go-to. You can't throw 40 minutes out there in a zone. They'll get crushed, but it can be an ace in the hole to use at times. All right, so appreciate you, Ryan. Um, it's fun to always chat Gopher basketball. Um, continue your great work on Gopher Illustrated. Um, and want to thank everybody for listening once again to talk Gopher Buckets and go Gophers. But let's not forget football coverage in the pinstripe bowl, baby. <laughs> that was really good. Ryan, that was really good. You did have really good football coverage. I I, I kind of start – I got to think that you have to go back to uh, 247 and negotiate like part-time football coverage here soon. Speaking of which, I have been doing football coverage here and there. It just kind of gets drowned out because, you know, what I do compared to Derek – and then in you and Ryan and the podcast and what Ryan does all week, you just don't even notice it except for my, except for the power rankings, you know? And the other thing is I don't like from now on I'm covering bowl games. Like as long as it's a, it's a, I, you know what? I'll go to any bowl game. I think bowl games are fun as hell. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Again, thanks everybody for listening and go Gophers. first.